Welcome to Talk That Shit Podcast, where culture intersects with sports, politics, entertainment, and lifestyle. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Talk That Shit Podcast with your boy Freeze, my homegirl Dan. Just what's up? How you doing tonight? I'm here. Yay. <laughs> Y'all got my bro G kind in here. What's going on, brother? Ah, uh, shit. That's all good over here. We, me and Dan are gonna try to have a uh, a show where we don't bicker at one oh, another. However, <laughs> however, those shows really aren't that good. So you know, I might toss that out the window. But anyway. <laughs> that's not that's the highlight of my day to come over here and you know read you for filth. <laughs> and once filth again, filth. Second, the second episode, people, where you all can see how I'm abused. <laughs> Oh, oh man. So what's going on? What we talking about tonight? Hmm. Well, he so had notes. He had it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I I wanted we, we were gonna discuss the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict as well as the Ahmad Aubrey verdict <clears throat> and some of the uh nuances that that went along with that case or those cases, I should say. And you know, they're while similar in nature, they are very, very, very different when you really break it down. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah, so you had really two distinct, both of these were seen as very like civil rights movements and for, um, and, and having these ideas about, even though the victims in the Rittenhouse case were not people of color, but you had this, you know, outrage you know, when Rittenhouse's not guilty verdict came out. And then you had the Amal Aubrey case, right? It goes to trial. And I felt like during that time, I like the whole country was like holding their breath. Cause I think they knew if this verdict didn't come out the way that it should have, and it did come out, that Georgia, which is not gonna exist anymore as a state. But we were just gonna have 49 states and move through it if that didn't happen. But there are some very interesting things about each of those trials that I think we, we could explore tonight for our listeners. Yeah, I think, like I said, they, according after the after the video came out in the Rittenhouse case, I was like, they got diverted right. I know a lot of people were like, oh, no, if he was black, yeah, if he, if he had a, if he was black and had, a, had that same lawyer, he could have got off of that. But if he was black, he would have had this trial, he'd been in jail already. Because once you walk up to a cop with a cut with a gun in your hand, I don't even you're a cop and walk up to a cop with a gun in your hand, you they gonna uh, they gonna cost you, arrest you, or something. They go they gonna stop you. They're not gonna say, "Hey, get away from here." So uh, I don't <laughs> think that would have happened. I think if you're black and you walk up to a police it officer with a gun in your head, right, <laughs> you are more than likely going to be dead. Yeah. It's my experience, right? Understanding when police walk up True. to but but what was the what was the Rittenhouse trial about, right? So Rittenhouse was not from Wisconsin. He drove to is it Kenosha? Yep. He drives yeah, to Kenosha, Wisconsin to protect, allegedly protect property during the protests of the fatal shooting, the po- fatal police shooting of an, an unarmed black man. And during this protest, Rittenarm is Rittenhouse is uh, I guess draped with the AR-15 and he's walking around the streets open carry with this weapon. He's 17 at the time I believe Yep. that this mm-hmm. happens. Mm-hmm. 
he comes across a group of two or three men in which as we see from video they begin to confront and engage in this this fighting or whatever the case may be so there's a video of one guy hitting him with a skateboard. There's a video or trying to hit him with a skateboard. There's a video of him fighting with another guy. Um, all, and he obviously shoots all three of them. Two of them die. Mm-hmm. One of them survives. And he's brought up on um, count, you know, murder charges and attempted murder charges. And then the case goes to trial and everybody sort of watches in a gas about what's going to happen and how, right? particularly in a black community, mm-hmm. how is this white boy able to walk around with an AR-15 mm-hmm. draped around his shoulder right. without any consequence whatsoever from law enforcement? And he testifies during the trial, the day I watched it, <laughs> that after he shot the people, he went to the police and had his hands up ready to surrender. Like, I, hey, I just shot these people. And the police kind of was like, hey, hey, get out the way. We got an active shooter in here. We got to move you out the way to safety. <laughs> like giving him all the benefits and privileges and immunities of being white, right? It couldn't have been him. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about the trial? What do you think about the verdicts? What do you, where, where are we with this? I told so you. Mm-hmm. to your point, Danish, we didn't even have to have his testimony because we remember we saw that he walked up hands up with the tank the tank like went around him i know a tank could make a curve like the swerve like that (laughs) tank was like excuse me son even though you're walking with your hands up and they are 15 in your hand or or strapped to you you couldn't have possibly done anything wrong because you are a young caucasian male so you guys don't do those type of things we are looking for someone black there's an active shooter (laughs) anybody's rioting and looting it's got to be a black person or a white person associated with Black Lives Matter. So, <laughs> but, but no, I I thought I hate to say this, but early on I did not think, and I'm not gonna just say I didn't think he was gonna be uh, found guilty, um, especially after they showed the video of the gentleman with the skateboard and some of the other people like, you know, kind of advancing towards him, and then. The crocodile tears that he shed, I I said, well, I, I think he's gonna get off. But I I felt that way too because I don't think that he was appropriately charged. But we can get into that later too. I I think that the the prosecutors reached a little bit in an attempt to have him be uh, convicted of the most, I mean the the largest sentence possible from from a time perspective. And I, I just don't think that all of that necessarily applied when you actually look at the evidence. Um, so I, 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 that didn't shock me. Now, I was more concerned about the Ahmed Aubrey verdict because I just assumed that there was going to be some shit in the game, even though that to me was cut and dry. I just still felt like
we as African-Americans or more specifically Amara Aubrey was going to get the short end of the stick on that. And they would come up with some loophole. And especially after I heard that the jury was like 11 white males and one mixed individual. I'm exaggerating <laughs> like that, but about that, but still, I know that the, the jury was predominantly uh, Caucasian males. I think if I'm not mistaken, I could be off a little bit on that. So I didn't think that that was going to go the way that it should, but when it did, I was uh, pleasantly surprised, but I think the evidence there, you know, it's hard for you to say you're protecting yourself from someone who's running, who's jogging, and they don't, they're not armed in any shape, way, or form, and they try to run away from you, and you, like, corner them or detain them, so, you know, that, that one went as I thought it would, but I will have to wait to see what the sentencing uh, is to really, truly say, hey, I feel good about that. Well, yeah, you got to, black people got PTSD when it comes to any kind of verdict. Every, you know, I'm not going to say every single verdict, but 99.9% of verdicts don't go our way or don't go the way for us. It um, doesn't give us justice, I should say. I mean, every one, like it's, it's, it's very few. Like I said, 0.1% of the cases go the way it's supposed to to give us justice. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. You know, so that's why you got PTSD with that, you know. <clears throat> so here's one of the wonders that I had in the Rittenhouse case, right? And so this was not a case about racial uh, differences, right? The victims in this case were white. The defendant was white. Mm-hmm. What I did wonder about it, because the two people that were shot and killed, one of them, I think, was homeless, had just kind of got it out of the hospital, and was sort of not in a stable position. The other one, and I don't know how true this is, was alleged to have this prior criminal record for criminal sexual conduct and had been released from prison for like criminal sexual conduct for a child under 13. I haven't verified that, so it's all alleged. And then you had another one who was shot but not, not killed. So I wonder, right, how much of this turn from which you see sometimes this racial cast to something about class? Mm -hmm. And would this have been different if Rittenhouse had killed, you know, a doctor's son who was formidable and on his way to Duke University or Senator's son? Would you have seen this play out differently? Because when you don't have race, you always have class. I don't think so because if they they antagonized him, they antagonized the person with the gun. It was unfortunately it was self defense. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, so I don't care if it was. I don't care if it was. The only way it would have played out differently if it was a young black kid of a preacher's son, and they'd be like, "Oh, it was racially motivated." But it still would have said he antagonized him. It still was self defense. I don't. I don't think class would have played a factor in that one. But the class would have played a factor in. He would have had a better lawyer. It would have been somebody better prosecuting the case. <laughs> See, I, I actually agree. I think class would have played a factor. Had that been a senator's son or an w- upstanding quote-unquote citizen and not what they would consider the dregs of society, even from a white perspective or Caucasian perspective, I think that that's a totally different trial. That's just my personal opinion. But. That's because they've been a better prosecutor. That's why you know they going If it's a, if it's now, that's the part we would change from. It would be a better prosecutor. This prosecutor couldn't prosecute anybody. That dude was horrible. I'm sorry. So, it 
he, he, he would not have been on this case had he been a well-to-do um, high society person. He would well, not but I'm but I'm saying even with a bad <laughs> prosecutor, for instance, you wouldn't point. You wouldn't be able to. You wouldn't be the def the defense wouldn't be able to point out that, for instance, these individuals had records. Like the prosecutor this, would have never say. But I'm saying it like this, G. I'm not saying it. I'm saying it from the standpoint of a good prosecutor would already. They don't ask questions they don't have. They have the answer to. They already That's have correct. the answer to. That's what I'm saying. So a better prosecutor would have it wouldn't have, it would have been a better case. You know what I'm saying? This prosecutor was horrible. They wouldn't even had no one in this caliber because if you're in high society, you know, okay, my my buddy Jim over here with my college roommate, he knows somebody who knows somebody who's gonna do this for pro bono. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna have well, a high but that, but that's, you know what I'm saying to well, get you, it, you, guilty. Well, but the yeah. but the prosecutor is the prosecutor. Like you you can't. I mean, a prosecutor of the of the city or the state is the prosecutor. You can't like you can't well, you swap. Can't out have, you can't have your you can't have a lawyer attain to the prosecutor's uh, to the prosecutor's case. You can't do that. Like for well, you mean, the prosecutor well, have well, the case. But wait a minute. The prosecutor so, have the case, but they can assign someone to assist him. Well, you can that's, have, yeah, that's what I'm that's saying. A different story. That's different that's story. You talking about assist? Yeah. But, but no, so what I'm I don't saying think, is this. I've been on. See, here the thing is, you're thinking about court cases on TV. Court cases in real life, prosecutors have three or four people on the side, and they don't take the lead on that. I, I'm I'm not talking about the process the, the team. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that you still have a lead prosecutor. Yeah, and that, well, person, and that person and that person is appointed the prosecutor. But well, he doesn't have to be there though. For example, I was on a I was on eleven juries. That's why I understand this process a lot better than the average individual. The lead prosecutor was Kim Worthy. Kim Worthy did not come the last four days, and it was someone else taking over because she wanted to do another case. They well, don't, they don't have to be. They can always start it off and, lead, and let somebody else take over. That's what I'm saying. Let's talk. Let's let's ask the person who's asked. Well, let's, let's not. Let's. I, I, I would look if I said that I would be giving away what our you know in our first show we said somebody was the lawyer somebody was the jock and you know, <laughs> they already know, the criminal. They already know what that okay. is okay okay well you're right yeah they figured out i was the criminal you're right anyway <laughs> uh, go ahead dan just let us know about on the loss on the on the lawyering so, side so so freeze is right so depending on where you are you'll have a county prosecutor you could have a city prosecutor you could have a district attorney whatever the case may be but those offices are made up of assistant prosecuting attorneys. And those individuals are by and large who usually brings forward those cases and tries those cases. So for instance, to his point, right? Kim Worthy is the prosecuting attorney for Wayne County, right. but probably more likely than not, you won't see her handling a murder trial or... Right. She won't be in civil court handling a complex civil litigation. She she hires assistant prosecutors that are assigned to different divisions that navigate that. So the gentleman in this Rittenhouse case was likely a part of the um, Wisconsin, Kenosha, Wisconsin division of whatever, the criminal division, and he was assigned that case by whoever the head prosecutor is, more likely than not. No different than the other young lady that who did a really fantastic job in the Amar Arbery trial. Oh, yeah. yeah. She was an right. assistant prosecuting attorney. But there is a deputy. Sometimes they're appointed. Sometimes they're elected. elected yeah. In Michigan, we elect 
our prosecuting attorneys. Right. So the, what I am saying, though, is and you all tell me if I'm wrong and maybe I'm getting your argument incorrect too, freeze, is that what I what I understood you to be saying was that even though there was a prosecuting attorney, he could have they could have booted that prosecuting attorney and hired Jeffrey Fire. Even though I know Jeffrey Fire is a defense attorney. I'm not saying that, but I'm <laughs> saying they and, and the point that I was trying to make was the prosecuting attorney or the assistant prosecuting attorney would be the lead doesn't mean they can't have anybody on their staff like like you know they could have had like you know you you had marcia clark and jeffrey darden like marcia clark was the prosecutor right jeffrey darden was the assistant right and that and let me tell you what happened in that situation i'm glad you brought that up jeffrey uh, darden was not christopher darden Gerald. christopher Christopher, i'm sorry christopher Christopher darden did not want that case they put him on that case with marcia clark well, yeah, because he was black. Yeah, that's, right. Yeah. That's what they said. That's why I was saying that if it was a high-profile case, they're going to put who's the person, the better person to make that case go. That's what I was saying. Mm-hmm. That's what no, I was saying. Yeah. For a high society, that's what I was saying. So if a high society person, like Chris Jordan, the case get to him first. Marshall Clark took it. And then they, the prosecutor, they were like, look, you need Christopher Darden on your team to make this case work. And that's when she went and got Christopher Darden to do it. I'm telling you, G, you know your boy ain't gonna say no shit unless he know. <laughs> I, I wasn't saying that. I was. I didn't say yeah. that. So to to that point, right? So Marsha Clark, Chris Darden, they were all these. They were pro, those were the prosecuting attorneys on that case. But the DA that ran that office, remember, was Gil Garcetti. Yep. So yep. he was he was the L.A. County District Attorney, and they were just assistant prosecuting attorneys that ran that case. If that right. makes sense, no, it does. So, yeah. but there could be instances in which you see in the Ahmaud Arbery case because they had to move it so many times to different places because people had to recuse themselves mm-hmm. that you ended up with an assistant prosecuting attorney in Atlanta. I think that's where the case landed. Oh, wow. It ended up in before a jury in Atlanta. Because there was so much fuckery with this case, and we'll explore that, <laughs> that the person that ended up trying this case as the prosecutor wasn't even from um, where this incident happened because they had to move the case so many times. Where that was, yeah. I can't wait to get to that part. Yeah. But it was I, it was extreme amount of fuckery in the Ahmad Arbery case. Yeah. Extreme amount. So I think right here's the segue to that. So you have in this this little town, I, I imagine it's some southern town, and it's literally like many of our towns, and we have it in Michigan. It's literally white and black separated by a roadway. Yeah. And he's a runner, the mod's a runner, and he runs and he crosses over into the white side of town and starts to run and, and runs over there. And must frequent the area because there's a house that's being built. And throughout his runs, he would go in and look in the house. And maybe he was just checking out the progress of the house. I don't know. But there's cameras in the house. He's never taking anything out of the house. But he goes in the house. He looks around the house. And then he finishes his run. He's not the only person that goes in, right? So during the trial... They show these different cameras where you have couples walking in the house, looking around, neighbors going in the house, looking around, kids playing around the house. So there's all this activity around the house. For whatever reason, 
one the owner of the house thought that something was stolen from the house. I can't remember what that something was, was but he but later, he later determined, determined that it wasn't, that it wasn't stolen, stolen from the house. What could be stolen from a house that's being constructed? What, he took a piece of plywood? What the fuck, a two by four? Yeah, it was something maybe that he left it. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he alleged that something was stolen. And he later determined that it wasn't stolen. It was actually, it was at, down at his boat, if I'm not mistaken. And so he would call the police and the police, the dispatch said, well, have your neighbors look out for you for the house. Maybe he communicated that. Maybe he didn't. I don't remember. But the, what are they? The McMichaels became like these neighborhood vigilantes because they were saying all this stuff was getting stolen in our neighborhood and we were going to stop these robbers. When in reality, they hadn't had, you know, anything stolen for months, right? There was something that happened in like January, February, and then nothing again for quite some time. Mm -hmm. So... Ahmad's running again. He again goes into the house. He looks around. Maybe he looks at the progress. He starts off on his run again. The father sees him coming out and he says, that's the kid who we think is breaking into houses, grabs his gun and gets his son and tells his son, come with me. We got him. And they jump on the quintessential pickup truck and start riding through the neighborhood to go find him. For whatever reason, and unbeknownst to me, the other neighbor sees them. Because I, for the longest, couldn't figure out why they charged him with murder, too, until I watched and got a better understanding of the trial. Mm -hmm. He sees the the son and father riding down the street behind this kid, you know, screaming at him with their guns out. He then jumps in his truck and runs, too. And so when he goes... William Rody Bryan. Yep. So Brody Bryan jumps in his truck. So essentially what they do is the way that the community is set up, he's almost landlocked. Like he doesn't have a way out because they have him sort of pinned between mm-hmm. these vehicles. And that's how they end up charging the third guy. Cause it's like, had you just not been in the way, he may would have had a different way out. Right. Right. So then that's just the start of the story, right? So you get there and the dad used to be a chief investigator for the DA, right? Mm-hmm. So the same thing as we would have Kim Worthy if you're talking about Wayne County or Karen McDonald if you're talking about Oakland County. Mm-hmm. He is like, I was the chief investigator. So the police immediately give him gratitude, immediately mm-hmm. stop treating this like a potential homicide investigation and begin to give him grace and actually takes a step back. And then shit goes haywire from there because there are no charges brought for months. And But his mother, who was very much like, no, this doesn't make sense because the story was he was breaking into the houses mm-hmm. and they tried to apprehend him doing a quote-unquote citizen's arrest and he resisted. And during the resistance, he resisted he tried to attack the son yeah, and the yeah. son shot him. Right. That's the story. Yeah. And cell phone video. <laughs> Shit. Now, oh, then just real quick. So so we so we're accurate. So the trial was held in Brunswick, Georgia, though. They didn't now maybe the prosecutor, Linda, then I'm sorry, then 
Ikoski, Danikoski. Maybe she is from Atlanta, but the trial was actually held in Brunswick. Yes, they had to get a yes, they had to get a DA from Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I listen, I that video says a lot, but mm-hmm. we've seen videos before <laughs> which were you know said a whole lot, right? And people got off, so that's why video evidence in amongst itself was was not enough to make and i'm not going to even just say black people but video evidence in amongst itself was not enough to make people believe that a guilty verdict would come now mm-hmm. excuse me to your point then i actually i think via appeal and i could be wrong but it would not shock me at all if william Rody bryan if if he wasn't completely exonerated or if he didn't get a reduced definitely a reduced sentence because like you said if he hadn't been there like his dumb ass if he hadn't been there he would have been been fine but he's gonna argue like i was i was taping it for that exact reason because i was concerned and then i didn't pull a trigger at all right and i think when i think when it's all when it's all said and done i could be way off base on that but I don't think that his his conviction his conviction is gonna stand, but we, we shall see. So the video you, was really you, interesting, you, right? I would say you all get charged, it doesn't matter. Like if you stole something, I'm riding with you, <laughs> we all stole something, you know. What I'm yeah, saying? but if, so but if I hoping, stole though. but if I stole but if, if I stole something and you driving behind me, <laughs> totally different story. No, we but I'm saying that's, that's not a but that's an assist though. I'm talking about in the murder, that's an assist, even though he didn't what, what I'm saying is if you get if you stole something from the store and you pull out and leave the yeah, store. But theft, I think theft, we talking about theft and killing. I'm just saying I, I got it, but but I'm still saying I'm still saying that he got in his truck following them as they followed him, as they followed my man. Now they end up getting in a scuffle in front of him, and the dude shoots him. Mm-hmm. That was it, but he shouldn't have been there. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know what our parents used to say all the time. I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. I don't think that his. I could be way off base. I'm not saying that he didn't play a role in it. I'm saying I don't think when when it, all this goes to appeal. It wouldn't shock me. Let me not say I don't think it wouldn't shock me okay. if his conviction was not overturned or drastically reduced. That's all. Nah, that so is- again, what they're what they're alleging he did, right? And so here's the here's the irony about this. No one had this video until so the original. So let's go back. The original DA on this case was the it was the Jackie Johnson lady, right? Mm-hmm. She had decided that these men shouldn't be charged. Yep. Nope, not gonna charge him. Nothing to see here. Sad case. Sorry for Amaya's family. You know, God bless and good night. <laughs> the third guy thinks that right oh, well, it's over. And for whatever, I, I don't know why he did this. He and his lawyer released the video. <laughs> right. That's how it comes out. So now the, the, the video, he has the video, but also to be honest, the prosecutor had the video from that night too, because they asked him at the scene, you know, do you, he said, yeah, I recorded it. So the prosecutor had the video. We just didn't know that the video existed. Right. So it was once they released the video that she was like, okay, shit, 
now they know we got the video we gotta do something about it but they then obviously they transfer it to she makes a recommendation to transfer it to the county da next to her and i don't know what county that is but never tells anyone that she had already talked to him about the case and i already agreed to him on her position on the case so they just indicted her like do you know how bad of a prosecutor you have to be to get fucking indicted right. for failing. Like they just literally indicted her right. for obstruction of justice. So how how allegedly racist are you that you're willing to put your job on the line to protect whiteness? Yeah, I think you can drop allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't have no um insurance for people to sue me. So oh, so <laughs> Yeah, that's a shame. How much pride you got? I don't either, but I don't know if allegedly is needed in that case. I'm just saying, like, how fucked up do you have to be to put your career on the line to protect? It, it just doesn't make sense, like, to protect whiteness, because that's all it was about. That's exactly all it was about. And you have it. And I don't know if I agree with you, G. I think that when you look at the evidence, obviously they only released the video that we have but they for he for sure was using his car to de, like to detain and corner him. Yep. He was using it for that sole purpose. It wasn't like he was just following behind recording. That's no. what he says, though. That's what he claims. Yeah, but the video, his own sure video right. doesn't even support that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying what he claims. I'm not, I'm just maybe I'm just a a, a jilted, jaded, uh person of the law system so i just don't believe that you know i, I don't think they're gonna send them all but to your That's point he got clear he got clear to he got clear to five other charges though so I mean, well, well, now to your point <laughs> and, I, and this is this is this is somewhat off topic but while we're talking about trials and you know somewhat it is off topic and you said how crazy do you have to be to protect like whiteness then i want to know why Jesse Smollett felt <laughs> oh, necessary. I want to know why, since we're talking about protecting whiteness and protecting what, what point did it serve to say Don Lemon text me to tell me that the police didn't believe me? Like what the only thing that you can do there is hurt Don Lemon. Right. So what is the point of saying that in the trial? Not necessary. I don't know if you all knew that, but he said that. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. So, so Jesse is on trial for right. It's he's he allegedly faked this hoax. We gonna so drop his. We gonna drop his alleged too. <laughs> <laughs> I was you to say that. Yeah, we gonna drop his alleged too. He about to allegedly take his ass to jail, and maybe that's why he. Let me stop. Well, he allegedly maybe he wanted to go to jail. Now you're not being a good person. <laughs> I, I I've never been to jail, but as I understand from people who've had that terrible oppressive experience, no one wants to go to jail. Well, I don't know in this case. But allegedly he is accused of staging a racial right attack mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for I don't know for ratings or whatever. Well, what's the argument? They oh he wasn't making enough money on Empire yeah. and he wanted to get like 
some guilt going so that he could ask for more money. Was that the thing? He said that, and they said they were thinking about dropping him. He wasn't getting as much time anymore on Empire, so he wanted to get more time. It doesn't make any sense, none of it. Like, that's just stupid. What, what, what part does it make sense to you? Um. Well, it doesn't <laughs> make sense. It probably it probably be easier to talk about what part makes sense. <laughs> they <laughs> say fame that... is a they say fame is a hell of a drug though, G. So I mean that could be a that could be a strong motivation for a person who really um longs for the fame. You know what I'm saying? But fame just cameras and shit. Like you don't think somebody can see you walk into a store and buy a great America, I mean, make America great hat and then stop by the hardware store and get some other stuff. And then you don't think people can trace phone records to see that y'all used to talk and like work out and shit. Now they're the same people that attack you. Like that's not fame, that's stupidity. <laughs> well, he alleges that he had no idea about the attack. He only worked with them through the process of working out and nutrition and things of that nature. And when he paid them, it was for those particular items. Right. He had no idea that this is what happened, was going to happen. He also testified that they did a line of Coke and went to some party where they uh, did not touch one another, but jointly masturbated. <laughs> Wait, what? Okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Keep they yeah, did a lot did. of coke and then they mutually you, re- you need a recess. <laughs> I do I, I do think I need a recess. Yeah, I yeah, do. You, yeah. Wait, start over again? Yeah, you need a recess. <laughs> no, don't that no more. <laughs> re- recess, your honor. Recess. <laughs> New information has been brought to light. Yeah. I need some time to go over this. Yeah. So let me get, let me make sure I understand what I thought I heard you say. I thought I heard you say that he and these two brothers, they're from Nigeria, right? Wherever they're yeah. from, were doing lines of coke and not, went not, to some. Not both of them, just one of them. One of them, he he and one of the brothers went out like so. He hired them to train him to lose weight because that was the thing. Like they said, he was starting to get a, and and they sparked up a friendship they found out they realized that they were hey i'm cool with you you cool with me he said they went to a like a house party and they did like a line of coke and then at some point in time don't get me don't don't misquote me here i'm not sure if it was actually at the house party or they went someplace else uh but i think they went someplace else or it might have been there, and they went to a different room, and they and they had a mutual. Ma- they didn't touch one another, but they mutually masturbated. So uh, yeah. To what? Like, what was there a girl in the room? Well, oh, that's no, he don't like him. girls. That's that was about to say that wouldn't have helped him. <laughs> so what were they mutually master? Okay. That just means I, they I, did it at the same time. That's I need it. answers. I, I I need answers. I'm sorry. This doesn't make sense to me. This is, I would have asked for a mistrial when this shit came out. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Well, how is this equal? Are they just building how they knew each other? Are they trying to say they had some type of relationship? Yeah, I guess they're yeah. trying to establish, you know, establish that they knew each other. 
I think the prosecution is like, look, you're not gonna you're not gonna say you didn't know this guy when y'all went to parties and doing lines of coke and other things together. Y'all, you had to know the, you know. Okay. But, but, he, but, but he testified. I think that's what they're trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. This didn't come from somebody else. This came from him. But I guess the point the point in me bringing all of this up is, you've got, you've got one faction or race or whatever who's willing to throw away their whole career in an effort <laughs> to make sure that a man does not get charged. Yeah. On the flip side, yeah. you got another dude <laughs> who came up with it. a cockamamie ass, ridiculous scheme, yeah. who instead of just taking credit for the kiss, the fucked up scheme, right. then yeah. dragged somebody else into it who yeah. attempted to quote unquote help him, which will put a stain on him. like. Right. The point I'm trying to make is there's, there's, there's a drastic difference there. Like if Jesse Smollett had gone by the same, followed the same code, quote unquote, of ethics that this other prosecutor did, then we would have never heard Don Lemon's name. And Don Lemon would carry on with the rest of his life on CNN. Lord knows CNN got their own issues right now with, <laughs> right. with Cuomo. So why would you just, yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying that's like that's like me coming up with a harebrained ass scheme and then Freeze, like Freeze has some insider information and he tells me, hey dog, they not really, I don't think they buying what you talk about. And then I go to trial and I'm like, yeah, I know my shit was fucked up, but Freeze had told me knowing full well that's I'm like that's just stupid as hell. <laughs> well, I thought you might say Cuomo. I'm like, oh gee, I'm a lot from a bro now. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the information. <laughs> yeah, but but wait, but, I'm I'm still I'm sorry. I just gotta go back. Can you explain to me with the mutual masturbation? No, like not, I'm still not, there. We're not gonna be. We're not gonna keep talking about two dudes in the same room jacking off. We're not gonna do that. But without a woman, without a woman present and no porno on, yeah, we'll do it. I'm just telling you what he testified. I I can't explain it no further than what he did. That's all I can tell you. Um, this is bizarre. Does anybody else find this bizarre? But me, it is bizarre, but it doesn't sound far fetched. Though I mean, it doesn't sound crazy. Okay, so I just for for the record, G. You clearly think he's guilty. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. You all can't see my face, but that's why they're laughing. Because so you you clearly think so. How do they get caught? Right? He tells the story. The story's not adding up. The police do police work, and they're like, "Yeah, some there's some shit in the game here, right?" And then the, the brothers flip on them. That's exactly what happens, right? Yeah, because he, I mean, he's like at three o'clock in the morning, he's like, I left the house to go get some Wendy's. Like, no, no, he's at some um subway. That's hey, what no it was. Damn subway open yeah, at three in the morning. That's what it was. I mean, I might be exact, like, even in Chicago, yeah. the damn sense that's not open. So, like, they was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Let me get this straight. You left the house at three o'clock in the morning to go to subway or to get a foot long with one. <laughs> Video buying the MAGA hats, him? No, the dude. Oh, the brothers. The brothers. <laughs> the brothers yeah. buying MAGA hats and um and the rope and stuff and the hardware store. Yeah, at the hardware store. They like, didn't even on, like man. go out to get the shit nope. from like 
three rivers, nah. Michigan? No, nope. nah, they didn't. They didn't. No, nah, they didn't go to Barrington, Illinois. They got it right around the corner from the damn <laughs> apartment he stayed in. Right, right. Then they use it in workout videos together with knobs and bullshit. Crazy thing. This dude went around the corner from his spot to get it. Like, if you're going to do an elaborate plot, elaborate plot. You're gonna go like I said. If I'm doing something in, in Detroit, I'm gonna drive up to like Saginaw, someplace you know. Charlotte. Saginaw, you gonna go further than that? You might go to like Traverse City or Cadillac. Like true. you ain't gonna Agreed. go to Saginaw. That's true. That, you're right. But you're right. but I, but here but here is the thing. And I know we way off subject now, but this is very much the the power of persuasion when it comes to quote unquote powerful people, right? Well, whatever, how they perceived him. Cause ain't no fucking way in the world you would just do this shit if you didn't think there was something. Like, there's just no fucking way. It's just no fucking way. If he was just some ordinary Joe, not on yo, you know, Fox 2 TV dial every Monday at 8 a.m. PM, you would not have done this stupid shit. Well, I mean, maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe the mutual masturbation just <laughs> Like Amy, he was like, you know what? You know what? You're right, man. We done mutually masturbated together. So that plan sounds good to me now. I didn't I did not hear this part of the case. This is very interesting to me. I also wasn't following it because uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, oh man. But yeah, G, I'm, I, I know about your PTSD with the uh, with the verdicts, though. I feel you, Joe, because like you said, so many times we have not gotten it right. You know what I'm saying? Because no one thought Tamir Rice, you know, the cop would have gotten off in that case. No one thought. Oh, I did. I mean, what I mean by that is, I mean, it's just black obvious. people know that. Like, yeah. Black people know that they're not going to get off, but you, you have a glimmer of hope like, oh, yeah. Because like when they showed that video, he didn't even... They counted the seconds. He didn't have enough time to even see if he had a gun. He cut out. But, but, the, but, but the police are always going to get the preponderance of doubt, right? It yeah. didn't matter. He pulled up. He saw a gun. It don't matter that it could or could not be a toy gun. It, it People think about it, right? So yeah. the Charleston church mass shooter, oh, man. right? Mm-hmm. When they arrested him, he came out alive. Yeah. They took him to get something to eat. Yep. They're like, come on, buddy. They're protecting his head to get in the car. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're they're, they're poli- like they can exercise caution when they want to, hundred percent for sure. Yeah, and that doesn't. And they're good police. They do good police work. So this isn't about bad policing, but there are instances, and we know that bias is real, where mm-hmm. you're going to see it play out, and typically it plays out along racial lines, and it's unfortunate. Yeah, it's yeah. unfortunate, but they don't have to have they just need to have a reasonable fear if i jump out and see somebody with a gun i feared it was a gun the fact that it was something that i got from my gi joe set i didn't know that at the time so i can't be held accountable for what it actually is i can only be held accountable for what my fear is mm-hmm. but i do think and this is not a fear i i could i see this rittenhouse kid turning into the next george zimmerman Oh, 100%. He already has. Yeah, he already he's, has. Su- he's, he's, he's suing LeBron now for $10 million. I don't know if yeah. you guys <laughs> Well, I saw, what? so LeBron said he had crocodile tears. So why is he suing him? For defamation, for defamation of character. Defamation of character. 
Yes. Because he felt like he was defamed. Yep. Yes, based on the fact that on his real was, tears. My tears were real, damn it. Yes. So is he gonna sue? Is he gonna sue everybody that says something about him, or he go up in the deep pockets? That's right. One of Michigan's own and Michigan's finest, Ted Nugent, offered him like a lifetime something. I forget. It was a lifetime, like a lifetime of something. Probably a lifetime of deer, deer turd chips. You talking about Ted Nugent's crazy motherfucking ass? Yeah, he had a GoFundMe for his law to his uh law stuff. It wasn't even for him, but they were trying to raise up money for him. Like, uh, but but, but with that being said, he has he he may not be the same poster child though, uh Dandridge, because he's he's made a few other comments though that have gone against. So yeah, he also said, you know, he really was for Black Lives Matter. Don't mean he yeah. can't just be saying that, but then he the uh what was the, one of the attorneys that was trying to help uh, Bush out that is like really big with uh, QAnon, I believe as well, if I'm not mistaken, was uh-huh. initially his defense, was a part of his defense and he fired him. And he got, he went on, uh, he went on record as saying like the dude was a fucking idiot and he wanted them to do stuff that he wouldn't do. And like, you know, that's not what he was there for. Like he, he hired him thinking he could help, but really couldn't and he doesn't stand for anything that he stands for so like i said he's going to be a poster child to a certain extent but i'm sure based on some of his views unless they change that he has expressed or espoused in the media um i'm not sure if he's going to totally become uh um (laughs) that's interesting well i did see he was making the media circle I, I mean, going there, doing his interviews, I did hear about that. I missed it, that he was suing LeBron James. So that should be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, everybody kind of, is he going to sue Joe Biden too? Well, he asked, I mean, they he, all were commenting he, on him. He told Joe Biden, he, he demanded an apology from Joe Biden, which I'm sure he can expect at half past never. <laughs> <laughs> so here was my I wasn't surprised about the verdict. I don't even necessarily know if they got the Rittenhouse verdict wrong, right? Mm-hmm. I think for me, this is one of those uh, fruit of the poisonous tree, right? So if the tree, the whole foundation is fucked up. And for me, my whole point is very similar to the Zimmerman trial. You ain't never supposed to be there. You were never supposed to be there, right? So nothing else that you say to me after that will change my opinion that none of this shit would have happened had you kept your minor non-lawful gun carrying ass in Illinois, you were never supposed to be there. Same thing with Zimmerman. When you told the operator you were following him and she said, oh, we don't need you to do that. Nothing else to me matter because they were very clear that they don't need your help. We'll we'll manage this. Um, and so I think that's what's shocking people's conscience that Here's a person that can come across state lines, have a gun illegally because he wasn't old enough to have Not one. Not true. Not true. That, you got to yep. change that. Yep. You got to change that. Yep. You got to change which one? It is legal for any anybody to carry a, law, a rifle in the United States. There are only certain places that there is no age limit for carrying it. So that's not illegal. That is not okay. illegal. Okay. 
It is so, it, you have certain places like Montana, you have you have to be 14 years old, but there is no way. If you're 11 years old, you want to carry a rifle in the streets, you are legally allowed to do so. So I thought the issue was that the he had a gun charge that was dismissed because, because of the rifle. Because of the type of rifle. No, because it's a rifle, period. You can carry a long gun, a rifle, anything you can carry a long gun. Handguns are the only thing they're illegal. You cannot, you cannot under 21, 18, whatever, carry a handgun. So they what the prosecutor did in that case, like I said, they were stupid. They tried to charge him with carrying a felony firearm. And the felony firearm states that the firearm length cannot be, uh, have to be um, short enough to be able to be carried concealed. That's the difference. When you have a rifle, if it's longer than a certain amount of inches, because it has to be sealed. The, a long gun is anything that cannot be concealed easily. So it was, it's the barrel length. Yeah, right. so like for example, okay. A uh, nine millimeter, that's a felony firearm, but a rifle or 12 gauge, if the 12 gauge is sawed off, yes, it's it's a felony firearm. But if it's a 12 gauge with a long barrel, it's, um, it's legal. All right, Gerald, you're going to learn today. <laughs> oh, I knew so, that already. <laughs> but my statement is still the same, right? He still should have never, no, nobody right. asked you to come protect their business. <laughs> right. Nobody asked you to do any of that, right? Just yes. Zimmerman. Nobody asked you to protect the neighborhood. You weren't the neighborhood watch. Like, go sit down. And I think you see that even in our modern. I would say the same thing. Protect the same property. Thing. You weren't the neighborhood watch. Sit down. And this whole citizen's arrest, really, when you think about the history of citizen's arrest, citizen's arrest came about after slavery. Mm -hmm. It was a way to just hold people, right? accuse them of ridiculous ass crime so they can get put back in the slave chattel all over again. That's what they reasoned before. I don't know if it was before or simultaneously as the Ku Klux Klan came into being. That was this whole citizen's arrest thing. So it's very much a derivative of that and it's bullshit and people know that. And here, and this is the question that I would like, if I'm running and two white men with shotguns pull up on me and say, I want to talk to you, who's stopping? <laughs> Who talking? Like who? Who's, who's talking? And they're like, well, he wouldn't even talk to us. He was resisted. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm not talking. I'm not talking. Shoot, if two black people come to a white guy and say, hey, we want to talk to you, he going to run too. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what, what did you think he was going to You thought he was going to be like, oh, oh, what kind of guns are those, sir? If, if two of anything walking right. to me with guns, I'm not talking. Right. Two turtles. <laughs> <laughs> two Mormons, two Mormons. I don't care. It's two of anything. It don't matter. What about two Hasidic Jews with the beards? Not talking to them either. <laughs> but that, but that just showed you their element of privilege, though. They seem so like he just wouldn't stop and talk to us. We just wanted to talk to him, right? And I'm like, well, what you have guns for? <sighs> oh. Man, and you just want to stop and talk mama. to him. Like MC Light said, you're not guarding the door, so what you got a gun for? That's self-destruction. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they thought they were guarding the door, though. That's the problem. Guarding the door, literally. That's what's funny. Yeah, man, you know, I it. think we'll be a, our world will be a better place if people just learn how to mind their business. True, true. True. That's what a true. quote, what a quote, uh, Dandridge. Where your daddy at? <laughs> <laughs> I need to know. Where your 
mama at? You know what I'm saying? Your mama wouldn't have told you to do that. No, nope, nobody would have told you to do that. Yeah, and you so, and you cow and you a coward too. Because if you was oh, about yeah. your shit, you wouldn't have went and got grabbed guns. Go talk right. to him like a man. Thank yeah. you. Oh. You a coward. Hey, free. You're a straight up coward. You free. was trying to talk to him through violence, to through yep. fear. Yep. That's true. what you were trying to do. Mm-hmm. Freeze. Uh, I know what I'm getting dangerous for Christmas now. An AR-15, short barrel, nope. or long barrel? Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm getting you a sippy cup so you don't spill water all over your I chin. I did spill water all over myself. But I was trying okay. to drink I didn't it. mean to be like you laugh one that time. <laughs> Get you a sippy. It went all on my chest, top. too. Now my hand. Hey, hey, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not that type of show. Calm down. Hey. Uh, well, you, you were, were talking about people going to get footlongs at three o'clock in the I morning. Subway. That's a subway ad. Five dollar foot long. Oh, I think that I think it costs more than that, don't you think? Oh, thank you for joining in. <laughs> but wait, okay, so I'm I'm still tripping on it. So they was just sitting in a room with no <laughs> entertainment just masturbate like can somebody we don't know what the entertainment was knows <laughs> each other oh can some, okay go, can you please go to, to the to the instagram thing just kind of give me a hint as to what this looked like i'm really confused no. right now no. nobody go to the instagram page and give her a hint of what mutual masturbation looks like between two males in a room please do not so confused. I mean, I was really confused when you said they did a lot of coke because in my mind, black people don't do drugs like that. But um, I need to move away from that stereotype. Yeah, you you do. But you had, I mean, you have me at mutual mass. I can't, I can't move. I don't even feel like I've done a good show. I feel like we need to retape the show because I can't <laughs> move my mind past. I don't understand this concept. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand the concept. Oh god. <laughs> I mean, I, I listen, I'm not going to begin to like you want to delve into this and further examine it. I think this should be our next show topic. The what elements, mutual masturbation? <laughs> the, the elements of mutual masturbation, how oh, it happens. <laughs> The elements of mutual. Listen, I'm a relatively smart girl, right? I, I can just about play in many spaces. I'm fucking Obviously not stumped that one. here. Not that I one. am completely stumped. And I have to imagine that people in our listening audiences are stumped too. This is educational. Isn't it what we tell them where culture intersects? With education, we got to help the people. Yeah, let's see if we can't get Dr. Ruth on with us. For oh, next. Uh, that was my girl. <laughs> I mean, I we can find some people that can help with, help me understand. I can't move forward without a, a fundamental understanding oh, of is, how is, mutual masturbation happens. I, I'm certain there's some people that would gladly come over and help you understand how it happens. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh boy, that's your mistake right there. <laughs> oh, the phone boy. lines are lighting up, folks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> here we hey, go. Hey man, I'm here. I want to help Dandridge understand mutual <laughs> masturbation. Line two. Hey, what's happening? I can help with that. Line three. Hey, all right. How you feeling? Uh, I know all about it. Uh, just let me know when you need some assistance with Dandridge. Thanks a lot. 
Well, and here's the time where I say you're an ass. <laughs> you're an ass. No, you said I'm just you said that you want some people to help you with understanding mutual masturbation. Oh, I didn't say that. It's a it's a concept all. that I am not familiar with 100 oh, percent And I, I admit I am admittedly square. It is a concept that I am not familiar with, and it is blowing my mind that they testified to this in open court so well, that it's not, on a living document, a living document. Well, it's blowing my mind too, but not they, just Jesse. Just Jesse, right. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Well, why didn't they just okay? Never mind. Never okay. Go ahead, bro, go ahead. Please, by all means, go ahead. No, we're gonna say that for the next topic. The first, oh <laughs> our our next show will be on mutual masturbation in Memphis. <laughs> mutual masturbation in Manhattan. <laughs> Actually, I know the perfect person to host that show. Hello, ladies. My name is Leon Phil. Oh, Phil. <laughs> and I am the ladies' man. Now, while I cannot comment on mutual masturbation amongst <laughs> two men, I can comment on it between me and a lady. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get Leon Phelps. Hey, two two women, two women is kind of loud though. Oh, see, this this is just going, this has gone down the full. Fledged fucking rabbit hole. That's what this has done. <laughs> See where you see the sandwich? Two women, boy. Yeah, well, this, show, this show started off about some serious, <laughs> some serious shit. We started off talking about, hey, man, you know, how y'all feel about man, Aubrey and Kyle Rittenhouse? And we done went from that to like, can two niggas really jack off in a room together? Like, what is, how does that look? Well, in all what does that look like? I don't understand what that looks like. You introduced it to the group. I had no concept of this. No, that's because you tried to say, hey, blah, 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 blah about him. And I'm like, well, no, they knew each other based on his testimony. I just was trying to tell you how they knew each other. Now we got Freeze over here talking about, but listen, two women doing that shit is live. (laughs) We just went down a full-fledged rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Hey man, two women in live, man. I'm just saying. Okay, well, okay. Then he goes back to it. Listen, I can't touch any of that. I'm just, I'm trying to understand facts that were presented in a legal court case, and this is, this is flabbergasting to me. I just have to admit it. Oh man, <laughs> whoo! You can't stop the rain. <laughs> <laughs> When it starts to fall. Oh man. Well, I think that's I, I think that's about enough for tonight. Because somebody sure. gonna get yeah, somebody got, gonna get in trouble. Yeah, you know. Oh, we already in trouble. <laughs> you see here it is. This is a wrap on this. <laughs> well, this was it. This was fun. Nice knowing y'all. Thanks for coming out. God bless. Yeah, this is gonna be the last. It's gonna be the last show between Dandridge wanting to know more about mutual masturbation and free saying it's cool with women and my five dollar footlong reference. We have alienated everyone. There's possibly aliens who are hearing this shit and they like fuck them. I'm not listening to that shit no more. So with um, that, don't forget, y'all. You can find us <laughs> at Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Talk That Shit with three H's. 
follow, share, tell a friend, interact with us. <laughs> and please, I hope we didn't offend y'all. <laughs> oh, we did. We did. <laughs> I'm just, I'm here to learn. I'm a student. I'm a student at a game. I'm just here to learn. Y'all have a good night. Yeah, for sure. She wanna learn about jacking off. Can you hear <laughs> We out. We gotta go. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Y'all.